pass-first point guard and Trailblaze reporter Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and now also on YouTube. If you're listening to my voice, please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube right now, search Locked on Blazers, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, I would truly appreciate it if you subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022. We can't do that without your help, so please join us. Join us on YouTube. It would, it would mean a lot to me, and I would appreciate it. Today's episode is a Mailbag Monday, good old-fashioned Mailbag Monday. We do this each and every week, answering listener-submitted questions all episode long. If you want to get involved, there are two ways to do it. You can tweet at me, at Mike G. Rich on Twitter. Uh, just send me a tweet whenever you're thinking of it. It helps if you tag it as Mailbag. and other, That way I know it's a question for the show and not just a random tweet. Or if you follow me on Twitter, day of the show when I'm going to record it, typically on Monday nights, posting on Tuesdays, hence Mailbag Monday. But things move around because of news and the way games work, etc., etc., Day of the show, I will send out a tweet soliciting your questions. You respond to that tweet. I will do my best to get you in the show or save it for a future show. If you are not a Twitter user or someone who doesn't tweet, that's totally fine, baby. Because you can just email me. LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com is the address. That's LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. Like I said, we do this each and every week. Those are the two ways to get involved. So without further ado, neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays mailbag from your ears. Our first question in today's mailbag comes from Douglas Holstrom at Dougie Froth on Twitter who asks, will the amount of players around the league and COVID protocols speed up or slow down the trade season? Uh, John Hollinger of The Athletic wrote about this today. Uh, he said he's uh, he's at the G League showcase in, in Vegas and it was you know supposed to be the sort of talk of the town was what the what was going to happen in the trade season and he was going to get, you know, all the sort of league insiders and executives there were going to get the whispers about trades and blah, blah, blah. And ain't nobody talking about trades because COVID is just, is just, you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal in all of our lives who are not in the NBA. All of a sudden, again, it's back. Um, it's, it, we want to be through this, but we're not. Um, I certainly am very much ready to be done talking about this and dealing with in my everyday life. And the NBA ain't no different. It's ravaging the NBA. Like, Tons of positive tests. Uh, the league is changing rules on how many players you can carry with you to, and how many, and making mandatory signings when players test positive for COVID because they're just going to push forward. And according to John Ollinger, that is that is what people are worried about. They're worried about having enough players to play games. It's a result results based business. You want to win now so you can have a chance to win later. And I think that's going to slow down significantly trades because who's available? Who's you know who's Unfortunately, like who's been infected, who is who is fully vaccinated, who isn't, who when did when did those things happen? The timing of positive tests, the timing of COVID, um, COVID infections, the the you know what the symptoms and all those things. People are going to want data on that, and it's gross and scary in a lot of ways. But it's also just like the truth, and the NBA is going to slow down because of that. Speaking of trades. All over a segment, if folks are asking about trades. Alex King at AlexJKing35 on Twitter asks, with the reports coming out that everyone except Dame is available, what is the over-under on players being dealt by the deadline? Love this question because it's not asking me to just make up trades out of whole cloth or just sort of speculate wildly. I think we know the names that are available out there for like without speculating wildly. Everyone who plays for the Pacers that isn't named Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, seemingly Ben Simmons, but maybe not. Um, and then sort of the rest of the sort of mid-range guys in the league who would always be sort of tradable in that 10 to $15 million range. Um, so instead of making up whole cloth, Alex King is watching me project how many will happen. That's what I'm talking about at Alex J. King 35. Um, 
I would put the over-under on Blazers player traded before the deadline at three and one half. And I'm putting that to get some action um, because, I, I, you know, I think a CJ McCollum trade is happening. I think a one of Robert Covington or Yusuf Nurkic trade is happening. Those could happen within conjunction of each other. That'd be two players. It could be con- conceivably three, but I, I probably won't be all three of those gentlemen. It'll be two of those three you can bet on. And then I'm betting that two of those three will be in conjunction with another player like a Tony Snell or a Cody Zeller, a minimum guy to make the salaries and make the make the sort of numbers work. So I think three is like a gimme. So I'm setting it at three and a half. So if you think there's going to be a whole bunch of trades, we'll set it at three and a half. I think two and a half is a gimme. You'd win the over on two and a half. So three and a half, the over under on players traded before the deadline. Connor Gregg, excuse me, at Connor Gregg, as Connor asks, is there anyone currently on the proverbial trade block right now that you could re- that could realistically play their way out of getting traded in a positive way? Essentially, does anyone have a chance to show that they can be part of a title here at this point? So as um, you know, as Alex King pointed out, as as Alex J King thirty five pointed out in the previous segment, like or previous question, um, it's anybody but Dame, right? Um, and, and I think I think this important thing to think about here. Um, if the Blazers had a player on the roster of, of sort of Dame's caliber and fit next to Dame that you said these two dudes can win a championship together, then it wouldn't be they wouldn't be in the situation where you're like they should trade anyone and and re, and like I don't think that's irresponsible. I think that's like sort of the very much the correct way for the front office to approach this. Um, they kind of wouldn't they would be in a different position. Uh, and even if you say Anthony Simons is like so so good and going to be so good in the future and I think you can watch him play and and understand that he's 22 years old and be really really excited about what Anthony Simons might be down the road. But if you're trying to win a championship with Damian Lillard and the sticking price to get an all-star level player is, is Anthony Simons, I think you kind of have to you might just have to push your chips in. If the sticking price is literally anyone on the roster not named Dame to make you get for a legitimate all-star caliber player, there is, there's no negotiation. Um, there's no one on the roster that should be untouchable. Uh, I think Nazir Little's going to be a good NBA player. I think Amphrey Simons might be a really good scorer in this league for the long for a long time. Uh, Norman Powell already is that, pretty much. CJ McCollum is like, you know, he's going to... Pushing up towards the top five in the Blazers' all-time scoring list is just a dude who who gets buckets in the league. Yusuf Nurkic is an above-average center. Robert Covington and Larry Nance Jr. are, are good glue guys, probably one more so than the other. Like... The Blazers have sort of somewhat like low-level intriguing parts, but none of those guys could move, to, for me, could move to a point where you say, oh, this could be the second best player in the championship, don't trade him. Um, you want to upgrade the roster. You want to upgrade the roster, and that means you have to take risks. And if those risks involving um, sort of beloved players, even who are playing well, as as Nazir Little hits his stride and kind of finds how he's going to be effective in the league, and as, as Anthony Simons continues to show, like he can, on, on some nights, he can score on anybody. On most nights, he can score on most anybody like that though to me those aren't sticking points that is this is kind of where the mess they've got in is thinking maybe too far down the line if they're committed to having dame on this roster they need to narrow their parameters of what they're thinking they need to say what's the best way to be really good over three to five seasons max absolute max three to five seasons if you're thinking beyond that if you're thinking about um, holistic building and trades and 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 future draft picks and all those things then you need to expand the parameters of what you're considering are we trying to win with is this team trying to win with Damian Lillard on the roster or are they trying to be good with Damian Lillard on the roster but be sustainably good into the future those are different questions if you're trying to win a championship to quote uh to quote my man Garth um Actually, that that might have been Wayne, but uh, it was Wayne. To quote my man Wayne, um, 
you got to win a championship with Dame on the roster, most likely. So you everybody has to be available, and no one can play themselves into being untradeable. They can play themselves into being more tradable. All right, let's come back in the second segment and answer a few more of your questions. But first, let me tell you about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's because it's a business scam and it's out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. It's the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, you don't want, or you simply just forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. You just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And if it's more than one tap, you're paying for a service and the Truebill concierge will cancel your subscriptions and do all the taps for you. Uh, I signed up for Truebill. I went to truebill.com slash NBA. I signed up for Truebill. I got in less than 10 minutes. I had the app downloaded on my phone and I was looking at all my subscriptions. It was super duper easy to use uh, and it could be easy for you too. Um, if this is something that you need, it, it's not going to take you more than 10 minutes to find out. So don't fall for those subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's show it's also brought to you by Bet Online. It's got you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. So as football season heads to the playoffs in the NFL, as college football season rolls through the endless 84 different bowl games, we've got about 80 and 79 left maybe. Bet Online's your number one spot. It's also your number one spot for basketball, which is rolling into the middle of the season. It's your number one spot for hockey, for soccer, for combat sports, even to play your favorite Vegas casino games. Whatever you're into, you will find the action on betonline.ag. And if you go there right now, sign up today, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a 50% welcome bonus when you use that promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, let's keep it rolling on this glorious Mailbag Monday. We answer some questions about trades and trade parameters and kind of my views of what trades are going to look like. Um, we'll get deeper into trade specifics a little bit later, probably in an episode in the new year. I promised I'd hit you in the new year with trades, and fake trades are coming back in the new year. But for now, we're, we're staying in the theoretical world of trades. But we're going we're gonna to switch gears a little bit in this section of the Mailbag and talk about CJ McCollum, because a lot of people have questions about CJ McCollum. He hasn't played in two weeks. Uh, he's set to be evaluated uh, later this week and into next week, and then kind of uh, the Blazers will still figure out his return after um, he had a collapsed lung and is, is, is missing some significant time with which sounds like um quite frankly just like a scary injury but i don't think it's something that is like likely to keep cg out for uh, we're talking weeks not months for sure um but his absence has has caused people to wonder about sort of what's next for the blazers including zabel who says you've said multiple times that our biggest problem with the current roster is that our four best scoring options are all six foot three which is absolutely true so what are your thoughts on splitting the four in half and starting dame cj nas larry and nurk and coming off the bench with ant norm snell rocco and zeller once everyone is healthy of course what are you can do like here's here's the problem with that um, unless you're subbing five-man units, at some point, Ant and Norm are going to have to be on the floor with Damon CJ. And if you're closing a game, how are you going to keep Norman Powell on the bench for Nasir Little? Like, how you do it? How do you do it? How do you, like, how do you look Norm in the eye and say, oh, it's f five minutes left, we got to pull you for Nas? It, it's untenable. 
the problem with having your best players and your highest paid players be all the same size is you got to put them on the floor together. This is the, the this is the bed Neil Olshay made in the bed the Blazers currently have to sleep in until they make those trades. But you're not alone, Zable, in offering something similar to this. Dr. J posits, given how long CJ has been out and how our team is starting to gel defensively with both Nazir Little and Nas starting, is this the time to at least answer the question, would we, capital W, capital E, collective pronouns for my longtime listeners, would we be better and more balanced with CJ coming off the bench? Yeah, I think in general, yes. Yes. I think this is the sort of solution that Zabel positive with moving Norm to the bench and moving CJ to the bench. Yes. The simple answer is yes. For the first seven minutes of the game, yes. And then what, y'all? <laughs> like, like th- th- here's here's where the problem lies. One, you don't sub in five-man groups. You don't just, it's not hockey changes, and you don't sub, you know, front line, back line. You don't sub two at once. Sure, you can sub pairings. Um, you could, like, you could take Norm out of the six-minute mark and then and, and bring CJ in, and then you could take, um, you know, and then, I guess, Dane plays the whole quarter, and then you bring Ant in at the quarter. It's like, at some point, you're going to have to play those three guards together. And then the end of the freaking game comes. You're going to have to play CJ at the end of the game. Period. If he's on the roster, making the money he's making, and he's good. Like, CJ's good. I think, I think like, we're losing a little bit of sight of that. He's a good basketball player. He's a bad fit on this team, but he's a good basketball player. And you're going to have to play him at the end of the game. You're going to have to play Norm at the end of the game. Often they don't play Ant at the end of the game because those three other gentlemen are better than him. But it doesn't fix the balance just to move him to the bench. It it answers one question. Does the starting lineup have more balance? Yes. But after you make that second sub, like after you've 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 pulled out the first two guys and you're making that second sub, you're going to play three guards regardless at one point. I think you could make a good case that playing three guards as your second unit is more valuable. But the end of the game, CJ is going to be on the court. If he's on the roster, he's going to be on the court next to Dame, and that and Norm's going to be on the court with him. Those three dudes are going to play at the end of games if this team is healthy and as as currently constructed. And uh, that's it. That's just that's the roster balance problem. It's there's you can make some creative solutions but if those if those gentlemen are on the team in roster you're just going to end up with the same you're going to run into the same problem in the final five minutes of every single game regardless dr j did point out something that i want to highlight since cj mccollum has been out of the lineup uh he he got uh he got hurt against the december 4th against the celtics and and didn't play after that um he didn't he hasn't he has not played since then so he's been out for two weeks um it took a little while to get the diagnosis, so it's it, the the diagnosis is short of two weeks, but the injury is about two weeks at this point. As I'm recording this on Monday, December twentieth, um, the Blazers are twelfth in defense according to Cleaning Glass over that span. They're an above average defense with with this group where they put in Nas and and Larry Nance in the starting lineup, and they playing Robert Covington a bunch of minutes off the bench, and they're shortening that bench unit. There and you know no Cody Zeller who was having a, some some <laughs> trouble defensively. Um, this team has is an above average defense with with this group with this with this roster and without playing the three guard lineup without running three six foot three guards out there when they've when they've switched and gone to this longer um just like more balanced front they're a better defense they're 27th in offense during that same stretch they've been terrible on offense and dame when he first came back from the injury was not playing well he's been better the last two games reason to believe the defense will get better offense will get better um there's also reason to believe the defense will get a little bit worse also small sample size three point luck all of those things play into it but like they're better on defense when they have more length. You can see it with your eyeballs and the numbers tell you the exact same thing. 
that's why we we open the that's why we open this thing with trades because trades are trades are inevitably coming. They're inevitably coming with this group. Like they're just we'll we'll see them soon. Um, they're better on defense with length. I'm I mean, like I'll, let me say it one more time. They're better on defense with length. Um, I don't even think Nazir Little has been a great defensive player, but he provides a bunch of energy and and like real plus length on the wings, even at six foot five. He's got um, long enough arms to provide plus, plus length. Larry, Larry and Nurk up front is a better defensive start to, um, a better defensive duo to start games because you go big and you kind of um, um, juice, just by size alone, juice the d- defense. And Robert Covington has been much better, even in a bench role, has been much better as of late. And the Blazers have been better on defense. And just playing more long dudes and not having to play a bunch of stretches with um, undersized guards, except they still play, uh, you know, you play some guards, but not like a long, long stretch with three guard lineups, they've been better. And if Dame gets going, they can be better on offense. Um, it's why the trades are in- inevitable. Let's come back in the final segment and close out this glorious mailbag money. But first, let me tell you about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of free 5G phones. You can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line. So your family can harness all that power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money, you'll with all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain. Just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Disclaimer real quick. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere for or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You're still listening to Locked on Blazers. We're still cruising through a glorious mailbag Monday. We talk trades. We talk CJ McCollum. Now let's talk a little nonsense. Jason Reyes at Jason underscore Reyes underscore. Don't forget the second underscore asks. Is this the dunkiest roster the Blazers have ever had? The roster consists of four past dunk dunk contest participants. Dame, Larry Nance, Ben McLemore, and Humphrey Simons. Hold on. Hold on. How are you going to lead with Dame as a dunk contest participant and dunkiest player on the roster? You know what you did, Jason. You're not wrong. He has competed in a dunk contest, but you know what you did. Jason continues. And three worthy dunk contest contestants in Greg Brown III, Nazir Little, and Norman Powell. If they held a mega dunk contest between them at practice, who would win? Okay, so yeah, I think this is the dunkiest uh, roster in recent memory. Um... I mean, I think the like 90s Blazers, the way they played so fast and with Kersey and and Clyde Drexler probably have the claim of like dunkiest, like sort of like in-game. That's like the dunkiest team. But in terms of like wild hops, this might be the hoppiest team ever Um, because like Ant doesn't throw down a lot of in-game dunks. He has a couple wild ones, but he doesn't dunk a lot. Ben McLemore does not dunk when the game starts. Norm, not really an in-game dunker. Nas dunks a bunch. Greg Brown dunks every chance he gets. Dame has literally has one dunk this season. Um, so yeah, they're the happiest team in recent memory for sure. Maybe happiest team in franchise history. I think who wins is probably Greg Brown because he's because of youth and just wildly effortless hops. But Nazir Little and Amphrey Simons will give him uh, run for his money. And I don't know if 
how many of you have access to go to Blazer Games, but if you do go to a Blazer game, I recommend you get there a little bit early um, and uh, and watch warm-ups because Ben McLemore will throw some alley-oops to himself off the glass in the layup line, and it's like, oh, this dude's a freak. <laughs> like, he has some, you know, he's like pretty much just a shooter in the run of play, um, but like in the layup lines prior to Blazer Games, dude, ha- Benny Mac can get, up a wild wild athlete and reminds you of it a few times during uh layup lines next question comes from ratto at matt ratto on twitter who asks what are your what are your percentage chances that chauncey billups is still the coach on april 1st july 1st and october 1st zero percent oh still the coach 100 percent, 100 percent, and 99.9 percent they're not gonna fire chauncey billups certainly not in season. Uh, I think it would be unlikely they fired him in July and I give it an unlikely chance in October just because he's under contract for three more years following this one. It seems it would be surprising to me if the, if a, the ownership would pay Chauncey Billups to not coach this team for three full years. That's a lot. Um, and even, and, but it's less than hundred percent October 1st. Cause should they bring in a new GM or should the team, I don't think it'd be sold this summer, but should they bring in a new GM? There's a chance the new GM wants to, bring in a new coach, but probably if they bring in a new GM, like if they don't just promote Cronin, that GM might have to agree. You got to let Chauncey Billups have a full year to kind of figure it out. So I'll go hundred percent still the coach on, on April 1st, hundred percent still the coach on July 1st, 99.9 still the coach on October 1st. It's, it's going to be Chauncey. (laughs) Next question. Final question of the show comes from Tim. Tim asks, if each Portland trailblazer were a beverage, what would they be? can be just a drinkable liquid. Walk me through the BevMo of the Blazers. I've only been to BevMo once. Uh, if you're not a Californian, BevMo is a large beverage outlet. Um, and they and they got everything. Uh, I've been to one in San Francisco one time, but I live in Oregon. We don't, we don't have BevMo, or if they do have BevMo, they don't have it in the part of the city that I live in. So let's run through it. Uh, Damian Lillard is a 2008 Don Perignon vintage brute that retails for about $334. It is a sign of class, is a sign of party, and is a sign of your upscale. You're having a good time. You're living the life if you're drinking that 2008 Don Perignon. CJ McCollum is a 2010 Don Perignon vintage brute retailing for $210 on a half ridge. Look, if you just had the 2010 vintage, you'd be happy. You'd be having an awesome party. You probably wouldn't even know about the 2008 vintage. But when you have them both together, you know which one you're choosing and you don't need both. You'd probably just rather have another bottle of that 2008, not crack open the 2010. On its own, 2010 is fantastic. It's fancy champagne. Paired with 2008, it feels a little bit worse, and it's just not a great match. Nazir Little is Sparks. Provides you with a whole bunch of energy, and if you get in his way, it's going to mess up your head. <laughs> For those of you who've had Sparks, drink a couple of those, maybe maybe a third, your head's not going to feel good. Larry Nance Jr. is Pedialyte. Under the right conditions... Pedialyte can save you. It can be a savior. It's exactly what you need. On its own, you're probably not pouring up a glass of Pedialyte. Yusuf Nurkic is Coors Light. On a summer day, it's hot out. You reach into the cooler. You want a Coors Light. It is, it is the perfect drink for that dependably perfect summertime beverage. But there's a lot of other times you can be disappointed to have a Coors Light. What you got in the fridge? Just Coors Light? Damn it. Use of Nurkic's Coors Light. Norman Powell is Kirkland's signature brand. 
Champagne Brut. Gives you a lot of what that 2010 Dom Perignon does, just at a little bit cheaper price tag. And if you didn't know any better, they just poured it into a glass without the discerning eye. You might think, that's pretty damn close. If you know you know that that 2010 Dom is a whole cut above, it is in a whole nother ballpark. But if you don't know, and they just pour you up a glass, you might be confused by that Kirkland Signature brand champagne. Anthony Simons is LaMarca Prosecco, also available at Costco, also available on the cheap. And for a lot of folks, probably could stand in for those fancier champagnes, and you might not know the difference. Like I said, discerning heads will know the difference between the Norman Powell Champagne and the Anthony Simon Champagne. They might be disappointed in that 2010 Dom Perignon C.J. McCollum Champagne, but if they know, they know that it's a step down to go to those other champagnes, but they also know that it's a, it's a reasonable replacement if you're on a budget. And LaMarca Prosecco, if you don't buy it at Costco, it's going to cost you a whole shit ton more. So shout out to Anthony Simon. He's about to get paid this summer. Robert Covington is a hazy IPA. Last summer... I loved hazy IPAs. They were my jam. I'm not as excited about them this this winter. Not as excited about them. I, I, <laughs> hazy IPAs have lost some of their excitement for me. Ben McLemore is mid-shelf tequila. It's a shooter. And you know what you're doing. <laughs> you're not drinking mid-shelf tequila to have a chill night. You're drinking a mid-shelf tequila to get hot, baby. To get drunk. It's a shooter. Ben McLemore is that mid-shelf tequila. Maybe like a Don, Don Julio if you want to get specific. Cody Zeller is instant coffee. Folgers for my real heads. When you need it, and you're in a hotel room, instant coffee provides the caffeine you need. When you need it, and you're somewhere weird where they only have instant coffee, that's that's it. You need caffeine, you need the coffee, whatever. You're gonna get what you you're gonna get it. You're gonna get what you wanted. That a little bit of bang for very little buck. But you know the real thing's better. <laughs> you know you'd rather have a nicer cup of coffee than that if you can afford it. Tony Snell is Angostura bitters. Because most of the time that that's in a beverage, I don't even notice it. Dennis Smith Jr. is Aperol Spritz. The drink of the summer in 2017. The hottest pick for rookie of the year coming out of the draft. And a drink that I still enjoy, quite frankly. But it is not as hot as it was in 2017. It's not on every menu. There is not a national shortage of Aperol like there was back in 2017. It's cooled down a little bit. Still a great drink, though. Pour yourself an Aperol Spritz. It's, uh, it's a little cold. But when it warms up here in the spring, get an Aperol Spritz. You'll still enjoy it. Greg Brown III is a sugar-free vodka Red Bull. Absolutely not messing around. If you order a vodka Red Bull at the bar, you know what you're doing. You are getting hype, and you're probably listening to, like, electronic dance music or something. You know who you are. And that's who Greg Brown is, not messing around. When Greg Brown gets in the game, something wild and fun is about to happen. Now, is maybe a little reckless. <laughs> you probably maybe shouldn't have too many uh, sugar-free rebels or vodka rebels. You probably shouldn't have too many Greg Brown minutes, but it's fun. It's fun in a short while. It's a real fun burst. Trenton Watford is an espresso martini surprisingly popular right now and i think i would like an espresso martini but i don't i don't really get it why are all you adults drinking chocolate milk <laughs> what's what's with the sometimes carbonated chocolate espresso martinis why is 
Why are we drinking mocha coffee drinks with alcohol in them? Why is Trenton Watford getting so many first half minutes? Like I said, I think I, I, I think I would like chocolate and coffee and a, a little bit of fizz in a in a cocktail, but I'm not sure I get it. I'm not sure why this is so popular right now. Kelgen Blevins is that cool box that Dom Perignon comes in. You got that cool 2008 vintage Dom Perignon. Guess what? Comes with a sweet box. That's going to do it for this episode. If you want to get involved in a future mailbag, there are two ways to do it. Tweet at me at Mike G. Rich or send me an email lockedonblazerspod at gmail.com. The Blazers are scheduled on Tuesday evening and play New Orleans Pelicans. We're going to just assume that the games are happening until we find out they aren't. Regardless, we'll have a show either recapping the game or talking about why it didn't happen. But things look like it's going to happen. Uh, Pelicans are not in protocols. Blazers don't have folks in protocols. And the NBA, in those situations, is going to press forward until we hear otherwise. So... We'll have a recap of that one waiting in your feed. That's That game's on Tuesday evening, December 21st. So on the December 22nd, we'll have a recap of that game. On the 23rd, uh, trying to get Jason Quick in here. It's Christmas week. We'll f- maybe, okay? <laughs> maybe. Uh, so hopefully hopefully that will, uh, hopefully you will get that one in there. Uh, hopefully we'll get Quick on the show. Um, regardless, you'll have a show. So come back, listen to, the, listen to the podcast wherever you get podcasts, subscribe to the YouTube channel help us get to 2,000 subscribers by 2022, tell your friends to do the same just search Locked On Blazers wherever you're looking for us and you will find us waiting there for you, appreciate you listening talk to you soon